Ozzy Mark podcast show today, Tuesday, November 13th, 2018. It was the sad death of Stanley, who was a creator of X-Men, Spider-Man, Incredible Hulk, and much, much more. As a kid, I used to buy recently, used to buy the Avengers and the X-Men comics regularly and read them. And I... And I, I still enjoy reading them now. It's part of escapism. I wish I was a superhero. I wish I met him, but I haven't. So this is a bit more about... This is who Stanley was. Thank you to Wikipedia. Stanley, born Stanley Martin Liebery. December 28, 1922. To November 12, 2018. Was an American comic book writer, editor, producer and publisher. His chief editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics. Later, his publisher and chairman, leading an expansion from his full division of publishing house to a large multimedia corporation. Collaborators, Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko, John Ramonia Sr., Don Heck, Bill Everest, Joe Mullaly. In cooperation with several artists, including Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko, he co-created fictional characters including Spider-Man, Hulk, Doctor Strange, Fantastic Floor, Daredevil, Black Panther, X-Men. With his brother, co-writer Larry Lieber, the characters Iron Man, Ant-Man and Iron Man, and Thor. In doing so, he pioneered a more complex approach to writing superheroes in the 1960s and 1970s, challenged the standards of the Comics Code Authority, indirectly leading into updating its policy. Following his retirement from Marvel, he remained a public figurehead for the company, frequently made cameo appearances in movies based on Marvel characters. Meanwhile, he continued independent creative ventures to his 90s and to his death. Lee was inducted to the comic book, which is well Oster as a award Hall of Fame in 1994 and Jack Kilby Hall of Fame in 1995. He received a National Medal of Arts in 2008. Early life. Stanley Martin Lee Ray was born on December 28, 1922, in Manhattan, New York. In the apartment is Roman born Jewish immigrant parents. Celia, also known as Solomon, and Jack Leary, at the corner of West 98th Street and Western Western End Avenue in Manhattan. His father, trained as a dress cutter, worked only sporadically after the Great Depression. The family moved down uptown to Fort Washington Avenue in Washington Heights, Manhattan. Lee had one younger... Younger brother named Larry Liberty. He said in 2006 that as a child he was influenced by the box of movies, particularly those of Errol Friend playing erotic roles. By the time Lee was in his teens, the family was living in an apartment at 1720 University Avenue in the Bronx. Lee was described as described it as a third floor apartment facing out back. Lee and his brother shared a bedroom while the parents slept on a fold-out couch. Lee attended Deetwood Clinton High School in Bronx. Initially, if Lee enjoyed writing and attained dreams, one day writing the great American novel. He said that in his youth he worked such part-time jobs as writing libraries for new service and press releases for the National Tuberculosis Centre, delivering sandwiches for the Jack May Pharmacy to offices in Rockefeller Centre, working as an office boy for the transfer manufacturer, ushering at Rivoli Theatre and Broadway, and selling subscriptions to the New York Heritage Brewing newspaper. Graduated from high school early, age 16 and a half in 1939, and joined the WPA Federal Theatre Project. Career. With the help of his uncle Robert, Robin Solomon, Lee became his assistant in 1939 at the new Timely Comics Division of the Pulp Magazine and Comic Book. Publisher Martin Goodman's company. 
timely by the 1960s would evolve into Marvel Comics. Lee, whose cousin Jean was Goodman's wife, was formerly hired by the Tommy editor J- Joe Simon. His duties were aesthetic at first. In those days, the artist dipped their pen in ink, so I had to make sure all the ink was filled. Lee recalled in 2009, I went down and got them their, their, their lunch. I did proofreading. I, ra- I, I raised the pencils for the final pages for them. Marshalling his childhood ambition to be a writer, young Lee Libre made his comic book debut in the text filler Captain America Foils the Traitor's Revenge and Captain America's Issue 3 cover dated May 1941, using Cinnamon San Lee, which years later he would adopt as his legal name. Lee later explains in his autobiography and all his other sources that because of the low social status of his comic books, he was so embarrassed that he used a pet name so that he would associate his real name with comics. When he someday wrote the great American novel. The initial story also introduced Captain America's trademark, Virtuating Shield Trust. Graduated from writing filler to actual comics with a backup feature. Headline Hunter, Foreign Cosmoran, two issues later. Lee's first super corporation was destroyed in the Mystic Comics, issue 6. August 1941. Other characters he co-created, including the period fans and historians called the Golden Age of Comic Books, called Jack Frost, Jefferson in the U.S. Comics, Issue 1, August 1941. Far-time Debbie in Captain America Comics, Issue 6, August 1941. When Simon and his creative partner, Jack Kilby, Left later in 1941, following a dispute with Goodman, a 30-year-old publisher installed Lee, just under 19 years, as an interim editor. The, the youngster showed a knack for business and led him to let him remain as a comic book division editor-in-chief as well as art director for some time. Not to the time until 1972, when he would succeed Goodman as a publisher. Lee entered the United States Army in 1942, served within the U.S. as a member of the Signal Corps, repairing telephone light poles and other communications equipment. He was later transferred into the Training Film Division, where he worked working manuals, training films, slogans, and occasional cartooning. His classic, his military classification, he says, was playwright. He adds that only nine men in the U.S. Army were given that title. Vincent Fargo, editor of Timely's Emanation Comics section, which put out human funny animal comics, filled in, far, filled in until Lee returned from his World War II military service in 1945. Lee was inducted into the Signal Corps Regimental Association and given honorary membership of the 2nd Battalion of the 3rd. U.S. Infantry Regiment out of Joint Base Morris McCord at the 2017 Emerald City Comic Con for his prior service. In the mid-1950s, by which time the company was now generally known as Alas Comics, Lee wrote stories in a variety of genes including romance, westerns, humour, science fiction, medieval adventure, horror, defence in the 1950s. Lee teamed up with his comic book colleague Dan Carlo to produce a syndicated newspaper strip My Friend Ilima based on his radio comedy Die Marie Wilson. By the end of the decade leader of this this factor of his career continued and considered quitting the field. Marvel Revolution in the late 1950s DC comic editor Jerry Swartz Revived the superhero archetype and experienced a significant success with an updated version of Flash, later of the super team, the Justice League of America. In response, publisher Martin Goodman assigned Lee to come up with a new superhero team. Lee's wife suggested that he experiment with the stories he preferred since he was planning on changing careers and nothing to lose. 
Lee acted on that advice, giving his superpowers a flawed humanity, a change from the ideal architects, and was, per- was typically written for three teams. Before this, most superpowers were additionally these perfect people, no serious lasting problems. Lee introduced complex naturalistic characters who would have bad tempers, fits of melancholy, vanity, it bickered among themselves, worried about paying their bills and, and impressing girlfriends, got bored or, or, or even sometimes physically ill. He's the first superheroes Lee and artist Drill Kilby created together with a Fantastic Four based on the previous Kirby superhero team, Challengers of the Universe, published by DC Comics. The team immediate popularity led Lee in Marvel's illustrators, producer Cavalcade of new titles. Again, working with Kirby, Lee created the Hulk for Iron Man and the X-Men with Bill Everett, Daredevil and Steve Dicko, Doctor Strange, a Marvel most successful character, Spider-Man, of all who, of all who lived in a very shared universe. Lee and Kilby gathered several of their newly created characters together in a team called the Avengers, and they revived characters from the 1940s such as Submariner and new Captain America for Cosmic Comics historian Peter Anderson wrote in the 1960s. DC was equivalent to the big Hollywood studios after brilliant, uh, brilliance of DC's reinvention of the superhero. Late 50s and early 60s was a run of creative drought. By decades end, there was a new audience of comics now. It was just, it's not just little kids that traditionally read the comic books. The Marvel of the 1960s was on its way to counterpart the French counterpart of the French New Wave. Marvel was pioneering new methods of comic storytelling characterization, addressing some serious themes in the process, keeping the attracting readers in their teens. Moreover, among them, this new direction of readers were people wanted to write or draw comics themselves for the new style, and Marvel had pioneered a push the creative envelope still further. These revolutions extended beyond the characters and storylines, a way in which comic books engaged the readership and built a sense of community between fans and creators. He introduced the practice of regularly including credit panel on the splash page of each story, naming not just the writer and penciler, but also the income and letterer. The regular news about Marvel staff members and upcoming storylines were, were presented on the bullpen bulletins page, which while well, the letter companies had appeared in each title, was written in friendly chatter style. Lee remarked his goal was for fans to think of the comic creators as friends and considered it a mark of his success that they, on this front that a time when letters to other comic fellowships were tr- truly typically addressed dear to letters to Marvel addressed to the creators by their name, E.J. Dear Simon and Jack, by 1967, the band was well enough insculted in public culture that in March 3rd, WBAI radio program with Lee and Kirby as guests was titled Will, Will Success Bowl Spider-Man. Throughout the 1960s, Lee scripted, art directed and edited most of the Marvel series, moderated the letter pages, one wrote a monthly column called Stan's Soapbox, wrote endless promotional copy after signing, up, signing off with his trademark motto, it's exclusive, which is also a new statement, motto. To maintain his workload and meet deadlines, he used a, a server system that was used previously by various Marvel cops. Book studios, but to Lee, but due to Lee's success with it, came known as the Marvel method. Typically, he would brainstorm a story with the artist, then prepare a brief synopsis rather than a full script. During this osmosis, the artist would fill the allotted number of pages by determining the drawing of panel, the panel storytelling. After the artist turned his pencil page, turned in his pencil pages, Lee would write the word bubbles and. Cautions. 
and then oversee the lettering and colouring. In fact, the artists were co-plotters, were cooperative first drafts Lee built upon. Lee recorded messages to newly formed Mary Marble Marching Society fan club in 1965. Following Dick Tozer's departure from Marvel in 1966, Joan Ramone, uh, Senior, overtook Lee's collaboration, became Lee's collaborator in Amazing Spider-Man. Within the year, it overtook Fantastic Four to become the company's top seller. Lee and Ramone's stories focused as much on the social college lives as the characters they did on Spider-Man Adventure. It always became more typical addressing issues such as Vietnam War, political reactions, student activism. Robert, Robbie Robertson included, introduced in this amazing suit Spider-Man, num, issue number 51, August 1967, was the first African-American character to comic to play a seriously supporting role. The Fantastic Four series, a lengthy run by Lee and Kirby, produced many acclaimed storylines as well as characters that have come central to Marvel, including the Inhumans and the Black, Black Panther and African Cream, who will be the mainstay comic's first black superhero. The story frequently cited as Lee and Kirby's first advice achievement is a three-part Galactica trilogy that began in Fantastic Four, issue 48, March 1966, chronicling the arrival of Galacticus. A cosmic giant that wanted to devour the planet and is held a silver surfer. Fantastic Four issue 48 was chosen as issue 24 in the, in the 100 greatest marvels of all time. Poll of the world's readers in 2002. One. Editor Robert Greenberg wrote his introduction to the story that as the fourth year of the Fantastic Four came to a close, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby seem to be only warming up. In retrospect, it seems that the most fertile period of any monthly title during the medieval age. Comics historian Liz Daniels noted that the mystical and metaphysical elements that took over the saga were perfectly suited to the taste of young readers in the 1960s. And Lee soon discovered that the story was his fav- was a favourite on college campus. Lee and artist Jan Bitt launched the Silver Service, the Silver Service series, in March 1968. The following year, Lee and Jean Colin created the Falcon, comics' first African American superhero in Captain America, issue 117, August 19, September 1969. Then in 1971, Lee indirectly helped reform the comics code. U.S. Department of Health, Education, Welfare. The last day to write a comic book story about the dangers of drugs. Lee conceived a free issue subplot. The Amazing Superman, Spider-Man. Issue 66-98. Cover date is July, May July 1971. Peter Parker, best friend, becomes addicted to prescription drugs. The Comics Code Authority refused to grant its seal because the story is expecting drug use. The anti-drug complex context was considered irrelevant. With Goodwin's cooperation and it the confident that the original government request would give his credibility, Lee had the story published without the seal. The comic sold well and over one phrase for its social conscious efforts. The CCI secretly loosened its code to make negative depictions of drugs among the new among other new freedoms. Lee also supported using comic books to provide some message, measures social commentary about the real world, often dealing with racism and bigotry. Stan's soapbox, besides promoting an upcoming project, book project, also addressed issues of discrimination, tolerance or prejudice. In 1972, Lee stopped writing monthly comic books to assume the role of the publisher. The final issue of the Amazing 
Spider-Man was issue 112, July 1972. His last Fantastic Four was issue 125, August 1972. Later's career, in later years, Lee became a figurehead and public figure face for Marvel Comics. He made appearances at comic book conventions around America, lecturing at colleges and participating in panel discussions. Lee and John Romita Sr. launched a Spider-Man comic, newspaper comic strip on January 3rd, 1977. Lee's final collaboration with Jack Kilbury, The Silver Server, The Ultimate Cosmic Experience, was published in 1978 as for, as part of the Marvel Fireside book series and considered to be Marvel's first graphic novel. Lee and John Bretzler produced the first issue of The Savage, She-Hulk, February 1980, and then which introduced a female version of The Hulk, crafted a civil service story by Epic Illustrated Issue 1, September 1980. He moved to California in 1981 but could develop Marvel's TV and property movie properties. He was an executive producer for and made cameo appearances in Marvel film adaptations to other movies. He occasionally returned to comic book writing with various Silver Surfer projects, including a 1982 one-shot drawn by John Byrne, the comic day, Judgment Day graphic novel illustrated by John Bouchier, in the Parable Limited series drawn by French artist Mubarius. In Saber's novel with Keith Pollard, Lee was later presented president of the entire company, but soon stepped down to become publisher instead, finding that being president was too much about numbers and finance and not enough about the creative process he enjoyed. Peter, Paul and Lee, Lee began a new internet-based superhero creation production and marketing studio. Stan Lee Media in 1998 grew to 160 people and went public for a reverse merger structure by his investment manager, anchor Stanley Stan Medley in 1999. By near the end of 2000, investigators discovered a legal stock manipulation by Paul a corporation officer, Stephen Golden. Stanley immediately filed for Chapter 11 Bankruptcy Production Protection in February 2001. Paul was extradited to the US for, from Brazil and pleaded guilty to violating Section Rule 10B Stroke B in connection with trading of his stock in the Stanley. Media. Lee was never implicated in the scheme. In 2001, Lee, Jill Chapman and Arthur Lubin founded PAL, Pioneers of the Wonder Entertainment, to develop film, television and video video game properties. Lee created a risky, animated superhero series, Stripperella, for Spike TV in 2004, how entertainment went public. After that year, Lee announced a supernatural program that would feature Vinga Star, the former Beatle, as a lead character. Additionally, in August of that year, Lee announced the launch of Stan Lee's Sunday Comics, a short lived subscription service hosted by Comiworks.com. From July 2006, until September 2007. Lee hosted, co-created, as FC produced and judged the reality TV television game show competition Who Wants to Be a Superhero to its sci-fi channel. On, August, on March 15, 2007, after Lee Stanley Media had been purchased by James Nesville, the company filed a lawsuit against Marvel Entertainment Five billion, claiming Lee had given his rights to several Marvel characters to Stan Lee Media, exchange his stock and his salary. On July, the ninth of July, two thousand and seven, Stan Lee Media sued Lee and his new company, Powell Entertainment and Powell Subsidiary QED Entertainment. In two thousand eight, Lee wrote humorous captions for the political front book. 
Stanley presents election days. What are they really saying? In April that year, Brighton Partners and Rainmaker Elimination announced a partnership power to develop a CC, CGI film series, Legion 5. Other projects by Lee announced that later in 2000 include a line of superhero comics for Virgin Comics, TV injection work with Double Hill, a four-water scrapper skyscraper man by skyscraper fire safety advocate and Spider-Man fan Don Goodman, a, a spokesman with Guardian Media Workmanship and the Garden, Garden Project and to create an HL superhero mascots work with the Eagle Initiative Programme find out new, find new talent in the comic work field, work field. In October 2011, Lee announced that he would be partner with the 1827 Comics, a multimedia imprint for children. Stanley Kids Universe, a move, he said, addressed the lack of comic books targeted for that demographic. He was collaborating with the company in its futuristic governmental novel, Romeo and Juliet, The War, by Max Wood, War, War, Work, and artist Shriek Schwartzman. At 2012 San Diego Comic Con International, Lee introduced his YouTube channel, Stanley's World of Heroes, which is which is programs created by Lee, Mark Hamill, Pete Dave David, Adrian Curry, and Bonnie Burton, among others. Lee wrote the comic, wrote the book Zodiac, released in January 2015 with Stuart Moore, a film. Stanley's Annihilator, based on a Chinese prisoner turned superhero named Ming. YouTube channel, Stanley, which Stanley World of Heroes, which also aired, created by Lee, Mark Homer, Peter David, Andrew Curry, and Bonnie Burton, among others. Lee wrote the book Zodiac, released in January 2015, with Stuart Moore. The film Stanley's Annihilator, based on a Chinese prisoner, turned superhero and named Ming, and in production. The films are based on Chinese prisoner turned super named Ming. Production since 2013 was released in 2015. In his later career, Lee Kabuchins continued to expand outside the style that he had helped pioneer. As an example of his first work for DC Comics in 2000, launched in the Just Imagine series, in which Lee imagined it. The DC heroes, Spider-Man, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, The Flash. Manga projects involving Lee included Karashibuyi Ulutomo, collaboration with Hoshiro Taki, Ven Media, and Sushikira. Horrorman, serialized in Square Enix. Monthly Shurigan with the Japanese company Bones. 2011, Lee started writing a live-action musical, The Yin and Yang Battle of Toe. This period also saw a number of collaborators honor Lee for his influence on the comic book, comic century. 2006, Lee com- Marvel commented, commented Lee's 65 years of the company by practicing a series one-shot comics starring Lee himself meeting and interacting with many of his co-creators, including Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, The Thing, Silver Surfer, and Doctor Doom. These comics also featured short pieces of some co- comics creators as Joss Weebutton and Fred Hembeck. 
was revealed to be Pitts of classically written adventures. At the 2007 Comic Con event International, Lee Legend, Marvel Legends, introduced Stanley action figure. The body beneath the fit figure's removable chin, wardrobe, is really his mold of the previously released Spider Man action figure with minor different changes. Coppercon Expo, Los Angeles, the largest comic book convention as we banned Stan Lee's comic series based by, presented by Palm Entertainment in 2012. In, at 2016, Comic Con International, Lee introduced his digital graphic novel, Stan Lee's God Won't, with text originally written as a poem he presented at Gohoki Hall in 1972. The dream book, the print book version of the 2000 Independent Public Publisher Book Awards, Outstanding Books of the Year, Independent Voice Award. This charity work, the Stanley Foundation, was formed in 2010, focused on literary education, the arts. It started uh, stated that goals including supporting programs and ideas, improving access to literary responses, and all as well as promoting diversity, national literacy, culture, and arts. Lee donated proportions of his personal effects to the University of Wyoming at different various times during 19, between 1981 and 2002. Fictional portrayals. Lee and his collaborator Jan, Jack Kobe appeared as themselves in the Fantastic Four, issue 10, January 1963. The first of several appearances within the fictional Marvel Universe. Two depicted it as similar to the real-life counterparts, creating comics based as, on the real adventures of Fantastic Four. Lee is parodied by Kirby in comics published by rival DC Comics as Funky Flashman. Ray Perry later portrayed himself. Lee Production Executive So Brooksman and Lee Lee was parodied by the rivals as Funky Flashman. Kirby later betrayed himself. Lee's production executive so Kirby and Lee's secretary Foe Stinberg as superheroes in What If? Issue 11, October 1978. What if the Marvel ballpen had become a Fantastic Four, which Lee played the, the part of Mr. Fantastic? Lee had also made numerous crammer appearances in many Marvel titles for appearing in the audiences and crowds in many at many characters' ceremonies and parties, hosting an old soldiers' reunion in Sergeant Fury, his Helen Commanders, issue 100, July 1962. He appeared unnamed as a priest at Luke Cajun and Jessica Jones' wedding in, in New Avengers and all number, issue number one, June 2006. He also he pays respects as King Karen Page at her funeral at the, Daredevil Volume 2, Issue 8, June 1998, appears in Amazing Spider-Man, Issue 169, June 1967. In 1994, artist Alex Ross rendered Lee as a bar permission to page 47 of Marvel's Marvel's Issue 3, the Marvel flashback series of titles cover dated July 1997, Hat 3. The top-hatted character of Lee is ringmaster and juice stories and details events of Marvel characters live before they became superheroes. One edition of many Marvel titles, the ringmaster depiction of Lee was originally from Generation X, issue 17, July 1996, where a character narrated a story set primarily in abandoned circus. Though the story itself was written by Scott Lobby, the narration of Ringmaster's Dam was written by Lee, and the character was Dawn. The creation of Ringmaster's Dam was written by Lee. 
A character is drawn from the issue by Chris Bachelow. Lee and other comic creators are mentioned in page 4739 of Michael's Curvedon's 2000 novel about the comic industry, The Amazing Adventures of Kubernetes Clay. Kubernetes also known as his adeptly in other creators of the, of the box author's note page. One of the last pages of the truth, red, white and black, Lee appears in a real photograph along other celebrities on the wall about Bradley home. Under his real name is Stanley Lichovic Lieber, Stanley appears briefly in Paul Malbert's 2006 novel, Death Cloud Peril. In Stanley meets the superheroes, which he wrote. He also he comes in contact with some of his favourite creations. Stanley and Jack Kirby appear as professors in the Marvel Adventures Super Spider-Man issue 19. In Levy Chitrava's 2017 The Violent Century, Lee appears under his birth name of Stanley Me Martin Lee. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, in much Stanley Me Sipper, which Lee wrote, he comes in contact with some of his favourite creations. Stanley Jack Kapoor will be appear in Professors and Marvel Adventures Spider Man, issue 19. In Lee Return 2000. 13, The Violent Century, he appears under his birth name, Stanley Martin Libra, as a historian of superhumans. Film and television appearances, Lee was executive producer on most Marvel films, television projects, including 1990 direct-to-video Captain America film. Lee had cameo appearances in many Marvel film and television projects, including those within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. A few of these appearances are well are self-aware, sometimes and sometimes reference Lee's involvement in the creation of certain characters. He had the complete he had completed the fun film footage for the cameo in the forthcoming fourth Avengers film prior to his death. Personal life. Lee was raised in a Jewish family but in 2002, serving whether you believe in God, he stated, well, let's put it this way. No, I'm not going to be trying to be clever. I just don't know. I just don't know. From 1945 to 1947, Lee lived in a rented top-floor brownstone in the East Nineties in Manhattan. He married Joe. Getting Bocock on December 5, 1947. In 1949, the couple brought a home in Woodmere, New York, on Long Island, having living there since 1952. Their daughter, Joan C. Lee, was born in 1950, and another child, daughter, Jan Lee, died three days after deliverance in 1953. The Lees resided in Long Island town of Hublet, Harbour, New York, from 1952 to 1980. He also owned a condominium on East 63rd Street in Manhattan from 1965 to 1980. During the 1970s, he owned a vacation home in Romsburg, New York. From there, moved to West Coast in 1991. He bought the home in West, West Hollywood, California, previously owned by comedian Jack Benny's writer and announcer. Don Wilson. In September 2012, Leon went to a very shrink in search of pacemaker, which required cancelling planned appearances at conventions. On July 6, 2017, his wife for 69 years, Joe, died of complications from a stroke. She was 95 years old. Into April 2018, the Hollywood Reporter published a new report that claimed Lee was a victim of overdose. The report asserted that, among others, Kenya Morgan, business manager Lee, a member of a collector, and had been isolated from his trusted friends associated 
following his wife's death to get access to Lee's wealth, it's made worth 50 million US dollars. Asked me in August 1918, Morgan was issued a restraining order to stay away from Lee's daughter or his associates for three years. Death. Lee, at the age of 95, at Caesars Syndrome Medical Center in Los Angeles, California, November 12, 2018. I was rushed there in a medical emergency early in the day. Early that year, Lee revealed to the public he had been battling for pneumonia, and in February he was rushed to the hospital for worsening conditions at around the same time. His death was met with a wave of tributes, including Marvel stars and friends, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Sebastian Dan Stan, Tom Holland, Mark Buffalo, Jenny Lawrence, Ryan Reynolds, Rock, Dwayne Rock Johnson, and many more. Here is a list of comics works that he has done. DC Comics presents Superman 1, 2004. Detective Comics, issue 2,689, 1989, text piece. Just imagine Steve creating Aquaman with Scott McDonald, Daniel, 2002. Batman with Joe... Cobbett, 2001, Catwoman, Chris Bellaccio, 2002, Crisis with Jordan Cassidy, 2002, Flash with Kevin Maguire, 2002, Green Lantern with Dave Gibbons, 2007, JLA with Jerry Oddway, 2002, Robin with John Bryant, 2002, Sandman with William Walt with Simpson, 2002, Secret Files of Origins, 2002, Shamaz with Gary Frank, 2001. Spider Superman with John Belicier, 2001. One Woman with J- J- Lee, Lee Jim Lee, 2001. Marvel Comics Amazing Spider Man, series 1 to 100, 105 to 110, 116 to 118, 200. Annuals 1 to 5, 18. 1962 to 1984 Backup Stories. Issue ninety six six issue six three four six four five twenty thousand ten ten to two thousand eleven. The Amazing Spider Man Strip two nineteen ninety seven to two thousand eighteen. Avengers issue one to thirty five nineteen sixty three to nineteen sixty nine. Captain America issues hundred hundred one hundred forty one nineteen sixty eight to nineteen seventy one continues the tales of Spence. Issue ninety nine. Devil issues one to nine. 11 to 50, 53, annual 1, 64 to 69. Daredevil, volume 2, but 20, backup story, 2001, Epic Interested 1, Silver Surfer, 1980. Fantastic 4, issue 1 to four issue 120 to 121, annuals 1 to 6, 1961 to 1972, issue 296, 1986, Incredible Hulk, issues 1 to 6, continues to Tales of Astonishment, issues 59, Incredible Hulk, volume 2, issues 108 to 2120, issue 108 to 1960, 1968 to 1969, Journey into the Mystery, 4 Plotter, issue 83 to 96, 62 to 63, 1962 1963, Writer, 97, Issue 97 to 195, Annual, Issue Number 1, 1963, Revenge, issue 1 to 7 to 1992 
Savage He She Hawk issue one nineteen eighty. Savage Tales issue one nineteen seventy one. Scott Free and his Hounding Commandos issue one to twenty eight. Annual one nineteen sixty three to nineteen sixty six. Silver Surfer issue one to nineteen. Sixty eight to seventy. Silver Surfer volume two issue one nineteen ninety two. Silver Surfer Judgment Day nineteen ninety eight. IBA, IBSN 978-0871-35-47-0. Stroke 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 Silver Service of Parable, one, issue 1 to 2, 1989, 1988 to 1989. Silver Surfers one three seven dash one six seven dash eight. Solomon issue one to two nineteen eighty nine to nineteen eighty. Ninety. Solomon issue one to nineteen eighty nine to nineteen ninety. The Spectacular Spider Man issue magazine one to two nineteen ninety eight. The Spectacular Spider Man annual number ten nineteen ninety. Strange Charles Diverses Stories issue one. 9-11-74-99-90-100, issue 1257-62, Human Torch, issue 101-109-12-133, annual 2, Dr. Strange, issue 110-111-115-142-151, issue 518. 1962-1967, Nick Ferry, Agent Shield, issue 135-19-147, to 150-52, 65-67, Tales of Astonished, Devices Stories, Diverse Stories, issue 1, 6, 12-13, to 5-17, to 24-33, 1953-6-1962, Ant Man, Giant Man, issues 35 to 39, 1932 to 1962 to 1965, The Hulk, issues 59 to 101, 1964 to 1968, Submaria 70 to 70, issues 70 to 101, 1965 to 1968, Tales of Issues 7, 9, 16, 22, 27, 29, 30, 59 to 52, Iron Man, Plotter, Issue 36 to 36, 1963, Writer, 19, Issue 47 to 98, 63 to 98, 68, Captain America, Issue 58 to 86, 88 to 89, on 1964 to 1968, Weber Spider-Man Annual 6, 1990, What If, Fantastic Four, two, Issue 2000, 200, 2011, X-Men 1, Issues 1 to 19, 1963 to 1963, Simon Kosuska, The Silver Surfer, The Ultimate Cosmic Experience, 104 pages, September 1978, ISBN 978-978. Dash O dash six seven one dash two four two two set five dash one. Abbas Hiraman Hatchel Comics the 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 Silver Surfer Ultimate Cosmic Experience eleven hundred and four four pages September nineteen seventy eight. Stroke O, stroke what nine seven six seven one, stroke two four two five two four two five two five dash one. Other hero man, have your comics from other way. Kurisha Dojo Ultima, Mango Original Concept. Oh, characters created by Stanley, list of American comic creators, and lots more. These account of how he began to work in for Marvel's predecessor, Time Weaver, was varied. He said in lectures and elsewhere he simply answered in his paper as seeking a publicist and assistant. 
not knowing if it involved comics, let alone his cousin, Jean's husband, Martin Goodman. I applied for a job in a publishing company. I didn't even know what they published comics. I was fresh out of school. I wanted to go into the publishing business. If I could, there was an ad in the paper said that Sister wanted in the publishing house. When I found out they wanted me to assist in comics, I figured, well, I'll see you for a while and get some experience. Then I'll get into the real world. I just want to, I just want to know what do you do what do you do in a publishing company? How do you write? How do you publish? I was an assistant. There were two people there named Joe Simon and Jack Kilbury. Joe was a sort of editor, artist, writer, and Jack was the artist writer. Joe was a senior member. They were turning out some mostly artwork. Then there was a the publisher, Martin Goodman. That was the the only staff I was ever involved with. After a while, Joe, Simon and Jack could be left. I was about 17 years old. Martin Goodman said to me, Do you think you can hold down a job of editor until I find a real person? When you're 17, what can you do? I said, Sure, I think I, I, I can do. I think you forgot about me because I stayed three years there. I stayed there ever since. In his autobiography, Excusier, the Secret Life of Stan Lee, he writes, My uncle, Simon, Robbie Simon, told me that he might be able to use someone at a publishing company when we worked. The idea of being involved in, in the publishing definitely, definitely appealed to me. So I contacted a man, Robbie, and said, and said, who said, did the hiring, Joe Simon, applied for a job. He took me on and I applied, began working as a golfer for Gopher for eight dollars a week. Joe Simon is a ninth in, in his nineteen ninety old robbery, the comic where bookmakers gives the account slightly different. One day Goodman's relative known as Uncle Robbie came to work with a lanky seventeen year old in tow. This is Stanley Leebridge, Martin's wife's cousin. Uncle Robbie said Martin wants you to keep him busy. In the apex, however, Simon appears to be we we call the two the two counts. He relates in the nineteen eighty nine conversation with Lee. Lee, I've been saying this. Classified ad story for years, but apparently it isn't so. I can't remember because I have said it long now. Before what well, I believe it. Simon, your uncle Robbie thought brought you to offer one day, and he said, "This is Martin's wife, nephew. You are you are seventeen years old, the sixteen and a half." Well, Stan, Simon, well, Stan, you told me he's 17. You're probably trying to be older. I did hire you.